This is the To The Throne Podcast. My name is Dakota Kingry. And this is Dan Santana. What's up, Dan Santana? What's up, what's up? It's a good, it's a good day. Um, we've been talking a lot lately we have. about a specific thing that has sort of impacted and changed our lives. It's inspired me like a ridiculous amount. I know it's inspired you. Um, but we were listening to, if anyone knows, his name is Corey Wong. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing guitar player, amazing musician. Um, but he had a podcast recently that we are just sort of enamored by. Right. Um, and so, I mean, you can talk about what that podcast is that's changed our lives that we're going to we're gonna touch on today and talk about some of the things that are, you know, uh, happening in our life right now. Right. In our lives, in our life. Um, that is very timely with this podcast as well. And I think if you're listening right now, there's going to be a lot of gold in here that we're sort of, we're not stealing, but it's all in time with a lot of things that God is doing that we're, you know, having revelations about that I think can help any, literally anyone that's listening. So, right. Yeah. I mean, we definitely are inspired by podcasts. And I think, of course, if you're listening to this, you like podcasts because you're listening to a podcast, right? So we like podcasts, therefore we have one. And I listen to a lot, you listen to a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I had seen that, um, you know, Corey Wong had this podcast. He's had it for a while. You know, it's called Wong Notes, which I think is genius. <laughs> and uh, It helps to have a name that yes. like, plays. Yeah, right it's there. like, wow, what that Wong Notes, come on. Um, but yeah, so he had... Uh, uh, this is probably, I think it's a few months ago now, of course. Uh, he had John Mayer on, which, you know, if you don't like John Mayer, we'll pray for you. But we love John <laughs> Mayer here at To the Throne, okay? We are pro John Mayer. Um, Jonathan Mayer. Yes. And uh, you actually saw him in Austin, um, right? I did. It yes. was the best show I've ever been to. It was incredible. Wow. The mix was incredible. Seeing the level of artistry that, like him and his band brought was it blew my mind seeing yeah. like I'm sitting here watching this dude he's the best in the world at what he does and mm-hmm. it's it doesn't do anything but inspire you to be like okay this guy has put in years and years of of work and practice mm-hmm. and preparation to where he can just get up in in a you know arena of however many people, thousands of people were there and just do this. And it's yeah. like, it just blows your mind to see um, that level of artistry. And then what even is greater is listening to the podcast, hearing him talk about, like, hearing him talk about some of his struggles, some of his, like, doubts some of the things that he deals with you know in in his own career and i'm like dude this is john mayer he's like Mm -hmm. the one of the greatest of all time and he's sitting here talking about how he's like disappointed at his rankings on spotify you know like (laughs) top 500 or whatever i'm like dude what like yeah and it's it really has like changed my perspective on what success can look like because for sure for John Mayer to say something about how he's disappointed and frustrated with himself or he gets discouraged by this I'm like bro you're you're John Mayer mm-hmm. and I'm 
me and i'm like there look at the gap here and like if he's discouraged by something then it's like it makes me feel less alone about being discouraged about you know for sure doing things you know creating and being a person in life right and i mean we know this we've talked about this but just you know that whole struggles no matter what level is just a part of the journey you know and so you're seeing it too with him and he's He's such an aware person. We've talked about this. You know, he's so aware of everything. Um, but on this podcast, I, I, so, I mean, feel free. You may not like John Mayer, and that's okay. And, and a lot of it is, you know, of course, like about songwriting and guitar playing. And, you know, it gets kind of nerdy in some areas, you know, because they just go deep in the things. But um, and, and it's a very long, it's a two-part podcast. So I listened to it um, yeah. very long. Took me a couple of days just because I was like, and it's like over two hours. It's like three and a half hours or something. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very long. So, um, but listening to it, and I told you about. It, I was like, man, you know, you took a trip recently, and I'm like, dude, you gotta listen to this on your trip because yeah. it's it's inspiring. Some of the things he says, um, and so feel free to listen to that. Like I said, Wong notes, um, John Mayer. Uh, the first one's called Mayor is King. Um, the first episode uh, that he's on. So. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he did say some things, and there was so much. I mean, there's too much to come out of it. So we're going to reference it. And, again, like, you know, these, are, these aren't our words, but they, they do match what we're going through. And that's yeah. one thing that you and I both said, like, this actually matches what, like, we're living. And it's great to see somebody who's so successful and so – I mean, I saw John – uh, and I believe it's early 2003 was the first time I saw him. It might have been 2002, but I'm thinking it's early 2003, if I'm not mistaken. Um, long time ago, you know? Yeah. And it was his, he was on tour for his first album. I mean, it was that long ago, his first major album, you know? So, um, and I've seen him multiple times. And, and I don't know, was this the first time seeing him for you? Yeah, first time I've okay, seen so, him. Okay, yeah. so... I mean, and he's even better now because just the catalog of music is better. And there's just, you know, he's... right. But he was amazing then too, like as a younger artist. You know, I think he was like 25 when I saw yeah. him or something. You know, so. Um, but when you start thinking about like, um, you know, the the struggles like you were saying, I think a lot of us kind of deal with these same struggles. Um, and, and but it, as social media has has the strengths of social media is that you actually get to see some of these insides of some of these people. You know, who are willing to, to yeah. speak, right? Um, and so. With this podcast, I thought it was great. The thing that really compelled me, and I was like, you know, we need to talk about this in our podcast because it compelled me. And there was so much, right? We could probably go and talk about so many things from that podcast that were just amazing. We just, well, you and I were talking about it. And we're just like this and this and this was so good. And There's a ridiculous amount. Yeah. But this to me was like him talking about our measure of success in life. And I think this is something that we've all, you know, because we're so aware of our numbers and we're so aware of analytics and all these things now, um, it is it is right in front of our face. And he said something really good because he you know he was like we need to really look at how we measure success um, because if I mean the the success we see in just we'll just say music because that's you know what we're talking about with John Mayer. He'll say that hey you know. Every given year, there is five artists that just exceed and excel, right? And just blow, like, just come out of nowhere, like Billy Eilish a few years ago, you know, just blew numbers out of the water and just like explode, right? And so, you know, they become 
these five people who are really aberrations in ways, right? Who are really like, it's amazing they're having a banner year. Um, they actually become the level. They set the level for everybody. And it's almost yeah. like if you don't hit that level, which is astronomic, by the way, you know, um, and it's a meteoric rise to a, a place that, you know, even, yeah, it's even hard to do it on your own. There's a lot of luck and there's a lot, there's just a lot of things that go into play, you know? Um, yeah. Even if we start making that be the level that we need to reach to be successful in air quotes, right? Um, then, I mean, we're all, and, and he said something really good. He's like, you know, if we're all depressed, if we're all, you know, if we're all struggling in that way, then something's wrong. Like we need to change how we measure success. And I thought that was so good because you're talking about John Mayer, who's looking at his album and, and he's, he just felt like in this podcast, he said, he felt like the album kind of came and went and there was a lot of buildup to it. And it kind of came and went for him at least, you know? Um, he was just very aware and he's like, that kind of is what happens now. It kind of is what's been happening where, um, albums kind of come and go and, you know, you, you, you like it, you listen to it, whatever, but then the next thing comes, you know, where our attention span is just shorter and shorter now. And so, and that's when he kind of mentioned that, you know, he, he's successful. Um, and, and I mean, again, he, is he one of the top tier at the, no, he's not but he's a, a legend, right? Um, yeah. I believe. And the fact that he, I mean, he even mentioned that for him to be in his mid forties and still be relevant and still be on tour and still selling out major stadiums and still like, you know, he had Yeba uh, as an opener. It's unreal. And Alexander 23, Yeba was there, right? You saw her, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. She was amazing. It was amazing. So he's having these type of artists and that are like influential now and growing artists. And he's, I mean, I remember seeing him. I mean, he he Maroon Five like just had started, and he knew James Valentine because they went to school um, Berkeley together, and they opened up for John Mayer, and John Mayer really gave them an opportunity to make them who they Which are. Which is crazy. And now we see Adam Levine, and like you kind of see how big Maroon Five is, and John Mayer was like a big part of their success. So to just see all these other artists being like, "Man, you have now this platform he's given you," is amazing. But even him, I mean, he mentioned that, you know, he's successful and, you know, of course, like he's been able to do this for 20 years, which is amazing. But yes, he's ranked 200 and something on Spotify <laughs> and he knows yeah. his rank and he's like, you know, and that can be discouraged. And he's like, if we are all, if we're always discouraged and there's a problem, right? Yeah. And so you and I have talked about this and it do, did resonate. What did, after hearing that, because you listened to the whole thing, how did that? like resonate with you because it really did with me but how did it resonate with you well it's funny because it's like we're talking about this right because we are going through this and i've said things and had little things happen where we're like oh wait a second this makes the most sense of what we're going through in life um what i love about it is that that can translate to literally any person like anyone can have a enlarged or an unhealthily an, an unhealthy view of what success should look like in their lives. Um, and so like regardless if you're in music, regardless if you're number 245 on the spot top you know top Spotify playlists uh, or artists of the year, it's like everyone can have some sort of weird 
skewed view of what success should look like in their lives. And that can actually like cause you to be unhappy or not, you know? And I think that, um, you know, it doesn't just have to be artists. It doesn't have to be creatives. It can be people who are in business or it could be parents or, you know, it could be people in relationships or people in ministry or, you know, it literally, it's like, what are we, I, I sort of feel like sometimes like people make their view of success a Lord in their life because then everything lives and dies by whether or not it measures up to what you think you should be succeeding at or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of people are like, oh, their dream is to buy a house, right? And there's nothing wrong with buying a house. I want a house. Like, it's great to like own a house, right? But if you live and die by whether or not that is your version of success, right. then that sort of becomes an idol in your life, you know? And it's like, well, if I don't get a house, if I don't do this, then I am a failure, and then it actually like throws into the dirt the rest of the things in your life that actually could be successes that you're not acknowledging. Right. You know what I mean? Like there could be relationships, there could be um, great things happening in your life, but you're just throwing them to the curb because it doesn't look like what you think success should look like in your life. And so I think that um, it definitely gave me a perspective check on saying, okay, what does success look like in my life? Because we're two people that we've got a lot of dreams and we've got a lot of vision for stuff and we want to and will see a lot of things happen in our life. But it can be so hard to have to pull that back and be like, you know, success to to me. And it's so funny that this came up because I had a conversation with someone pretty close to me recently. Um, and, you know, like they were just talking about, you know, a situation that they wanted to get involved in. Um, and, but they were scared to get involved in it because they were afraid that they were going to mess it up. They were afraid that they were going to like do something to hurt the situation. Um, but they felt called to like get involved and to, you know, win their expertise and, you know, and so like I looked at this person, I was like, well, what, and I don't know where it came from, honestly, like I hadn't listened to the podcast yet. Mm-hmm. Obviously I know where it came from. Holy Spirit was like, say this. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to say it. And I just remember, you know, because this person was discouraged, super scared to get involved um, in this, you know, opportunity that they have been presented with. And I was just immediately like, well, who has set your definition of what success or what failure looks like? Right. And like, what does that even look like to you? Because in my eyes, you know, we love the Lord and we're Christians and we know that the version of success that we should pursue is God's version of success, right? And that looks way different than what, you know, culture would say mm-hmm. or even that we would say. And so I just asked him, like, I just I just asked him, I was like, what is the who determines what success looks like here? Right. Um because if you're being called into the situation, you feel led by God to do this, then why in the world is it, 
you know, up to you to determine whether or not success looks like. Right. And I think it's so, you know, interesting because a lot of times we take things into our own strength and because we base success off of, you know, um, what I can do, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what can I accomplish? What can I accomplish with my hands? What can I do with the words that I speak? And I'm preaching to myself right now. Yeah. Like, what can, like, what can I do with the designs I create and, like, the, the places I get to go? And, you know, what can come out of that? And it's like, no. I Like, the version of success, and this is what I said to this person. I said, the the version of success that you should strive for is whether or not you're faithful and whether or not you steward something well. Because mm -hmm. if something's put in your hands and if you have an opportunity to do something, and I think a lot of times people forget about um, the fact that like everything is a gift. I feel like if you look at everything with gratitude, it just makes your life better, right? Yep. But a lot of times we have this picture of like what I want in life, this vision, this success. For me, I have one. For you, you have one. Mm -hmm. But the greatest success comes from just being faithful with stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I don't know. I've been talking for, I feel like, forever. and No, this, so. is, this is good. The, I mean, that's inspiring. I mean, you talked about gratitude. The word that came to me as you were talking is there's a few things, but the word was gratefulness, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's one thing that um, will always keep you disappointed is ungratefulness, is not mm. actually being like looking at what I, where I am and what I have and be like, wow, you know? Um, yeah. You know, I have, I'll talk about me for a minute um, and get, get raw, right? Um, yeah. I mean, us in, here in Tennessee, we, I mean, I, I've said this before, we own a house, you know, in Indiana, we rent it, whatever. We don't own a house here. We want to rent, or we want to own a house here, of course. Um, and at the, the, the time of this recording, okay, in Tennessee and in the United States, the housing market is insane and, you know, is inflated. And now um, interest rates are going up because that's how you stop inflation. You know, you raise interest yeah. rates up to be like, okay, now people aren't buying because it's just really, it's over the top expensive, right? Um, and so we're in this place where it's just like, you know, we have to be like, okay, we're renting. And and you you lived in this house. I, I've told a story on one episode. Yeah. I, maybe it was the last episode. I can't remember what it was. But you lived in this house and you lived in this neighborhood. You know, I, we can walk around this neighborhood and it's beautiful. I mean, this house mm -hmm. is not old. It's fairly new. This neighborhood is you know, half of it's it is a great brand house. new, um, nice, expensive homes. And as I'm walking around, I'm, you know, I'm like, I can't be ungrateful, even if I'm yeah. renting. You know, yeah. it's just about the, the posture of your heart. Are you grateful for, for what you have, what God has given you? And you may not own it, but God has allowed you to live there, you know? Yeah. Um, and so gratefulness is one thing. Another thing to me, um, you know, a measure of success is just obedience. Yeah. It's obedience. Are you obeying? So in that scenario, like you said, you know, the, it, yes, you know, that person may be like, oh, I'm afraid to, I don't want to mess anything up. But the measure is like, well, the success doesn't come if you mess it up or not or whatever. It's, do right. you obey the call? Do you be yeah. like, I'm going to do this regardless of what even the outcome looks like, 
Yes, you yeah. want to steward things well, and you know you want to have gratitude. All that's important, but like obedience is the first step to take, right? And it's yeah. like if God said to do it, then do it, and don't let your I'm a the fear of failure get in your way. Yeah. Because guess what? You're gonna fail. I'm gonna fail. Everyone fails. It happens. It's a part of growing. It's the Michael Jordan commercial that is amazing, right? It, that he's like, I've missed all these shots, you know, these game-winning shots, um, all these things that are negative in his life and, and that he's failed. He's like, I failed and I failed and I failed time and time again, but that's why I, I succeed. And well, that's the perfect place to go because I'm I, like, I am thinking about, and this is something else that was in the podcast, right? Right. Um, but dealing with the process of things, and getting to the point where you're just like, wait, no, this is the process for everyone. You know, something that was so great to see, you know, I talked about how great it was to see John Mayer live, like right. blowing my mind with some of the, you know, the core progressions and mm-hmm. some of the choices that like they're making musically. I'm right. like, I'm just in awe. But then to go in this podcast and hear him talk about how even he in his process of creating and being an artist over all these years, he still gets discouraged and mm-hmm. still has to deal with fighting the urge like of being disappointed and discouraged in the process. Right. But not stopping at discouragement, but pushing past mm-hmm. it. Keep, you know, like continuing on to get to the gold. I think that's something else that like what if you what have you found to be a what have you found to be a key or or a tip mm-hmm. in continuing during like periods of discouragement? And that's could be within the creative field. It could be within music. It could be within right. being a parent. It could be within wanting to buy a house. Could, you know, like. What is like? What's the key? Because you know, we talk about obedience. We talk about mm-hmm. faithfulness. We talked about gratefulness. But sometimes it just be. I just I personally I just don't want to continue when I'm like getting this place where I'm like I don't know what the right. answer is. I'm discouraged. Is anything working? Is anyone wanting to support? Is mm-hmm. this gonna take off? Is anything gonna happen? You know what I mean? Like, right. what have you found helps? I mean, you know, again. You said it is, this is part of the process. And so we've talked about this, of course, on other uh, podcasts as well, because we got to have a theme going, you know, we really want to talk to people about what we're going through and what we've already, you know, pushed past as well. But we've talked about this, like working out, you know, a lot of people don't want to work out because it hurts. It hurts. You're... You're actually like hurt, like breaking your muscles. Like there are things that you're doing, you're tearing things. That's what hurts, but that's actually how you grow and get stronger. It's crazy. Hmm. And you real and when you start thinking about that and saying, I want to be stronger, I want to grow, but I'm I don't want to hurt, it's like, well, then you aren't gonna grow. That's why yeah. they're called growing pains. That's why when you're a kid and you grow when you grow and you're oh my knees hurt. Why you know, things is like you're not old, you're growing and it hurts to grow. Your bones, things are stretching, you're being stretched. And I think if you like really realize, hey, I'm this is part of the process. That's that's the realization that everyone has to come to. There's a lot of people who are actually saying this now, like because of 
the mental health push that's in our um, in this era, right? Um, a lot of people are being open and saying, "This is part of the process. This is part of pushing through. This is actually a part of succeeding." And you actually yeah. can't succeed un- unless you do that. So, how bad do you want to succeed? That's another thing to be like. How bad do you want this? Cool. Yeah. Because if you want it, then you then you'll invite the pain. And if you yeah. really don't want it, some people don't want something. They they like the idea of something. They don't actually want to do the thing. If that makes sense, You're right? Yeah. It's like I like the. They may like the idea of being a business owner, but you realize how hard it is. It's like it's not easy. You know, yeah. it is actually way easier to work a nine to five wherever, where somebody else has to make the hard decisions, stay up all yeah. night doing all the stuff, worrying about you know like where they're going to come up What's with money that, for this or it's, that. <laughs> it's that meme of like. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I worked nine to five, and I wanted to work less, so I become a business owner. And now I work twenty four seven. Yes, my hours are now like double. Yeah, and triple. But it's like, yeah, b- being a business owner doesn't mean your life is easier. But people yeah. like the ideal of it, right? And yeah. that's the issue: is that so many things. This is the problem with like, um, I think a key because you're talking about a key. A key is knowing. If the thing that you want is actually what you're called to do, or if you just want it because you see somebody else Yikes. having success in that area, and now you're like, well, I want that success. But it's like, but do you actually want everything? You know, do you want yeah. everything that comes with it? You know, um, some people like the idea of kids, and kids are great. I have kids, you have kids, but there's things that come with kids, you know, that you have, like, true. you don't get to unless you're at this crazy level and it happens in, in life where you're so rich that you hire people to do all the diaper changes and whatever you had maids that live in your house and all that stuff, you know, or you hire a nanny full time. That's all great. If you could do that, great. Reality is most people don't, you got to do the dirty work, you know, you got to stay up yeah. at night. Um, you know, there, there was a story with one of my, my daughters where, I mean, she was, and, and this is starting to get gross now. So I'm just warning everybody <laughs> because this is what happens with kids. But, you know, one night she just got sick. She ate something. I can't remember what it was. Um, and so she she threw up in, her, in the crib. You know, she was like two or something, you know, little, right? Uh, maybe one and a half, like little kid. Um, and so, uh, you know, I get up and clean her, do the bath. Dude, it's like two in the morning, okay? Bath thing and all that stuff, you know, okay, cool. I, um. You know, it's in his tag team. My wife is like, she's taking care of the sheets and everything and putting the other ones in the wash and switching them out. So I put um, our daughter on our bed and I'm like, you know, getting her ready, like for bed again. Uh, and she pukes all over our bed. Of course. And all over all the stuff. So then I, of course, <laughs> again, well, bath time, right? <laughs> Do the whole thing over again. Then my wife is changing our sheets. Yeah. Right. And, Put her on the bed and do the whole thing, and she pukes again. Like, dude, it was it was it was one of those things that is like frustrating, but also comical. Like, is this really yeah. happening? Like, is this? Yeah. I'm like, this is what people talk about, right? Like, right. It's a cartoon. Yes, it's like this. This doesn't really happen, but it is. But this is part of, of raising <laughs> kids. It's it's like it comes to the territory. So people may want something that they actually don't want because yeah. all they want is the ideal of it. So yeah. a key is. Do you actually want the thing or not? You know, um, because if you do, you you'll be willing to not just withstand the hardships of everything, right? 
Um, and I can also go to the, hey, we need to stop looking. Um, one of the things that he said, you know, talking about looking at other people, because that's what we do. We measure our, our success based on what somebody else's success looks like, which is crazy. So one of the analogies he gave, he's like, we need to be the people that live in an apartment, right? And, and understand that people live above us and below us, but not be so consumed with what's in their apartment. Because that's our life right now is that we know someone's above us and now, now and we know all the things that are in their apartment because social media, somebody's showing all the things. And of course it's metaphorically, but that, that idea is saying, Hey, there are people he, cause he even said, he's like, I'm at this level, whatever. There are people that are higher than him, but there are people who are just trying to get a band off the ground, you know, and he's grateful to do this for a living yeah. for 20 years, you know? So you just start realizing like, you can't be crazy. that person who is, who's consumed like you can know that somebody's ahead of you and above you, if you will, um, but don't be consumed with what is in their apartment, you know. And so there are a few things that I've seen in my life that I've had to really work through, and I'm not perfect at it because we all do this, dude. I mean, the the greats of the greats do the same thing, you know. The people that are at yeah. the top, you know, you don't stay at the top for a long time. Tomorrow, somebody else, you know, like hey. Billie Eilish in 2020, I think it was, right? 2019, 2020. I mean, she had been somebody, but she freaking blew up, right? Yeah. And then a year and a half later, another girl who's younger, right? Of course. Comes out, and here's a song called Driver's License, and here's this. She blows up. And, you know, you don't stay at the mountaintops for long because somebody else is coming, right? Um, so you realize even that is not forever. So one of the things that have impacted my life and not looking at other people, but I've also struggled through is, and here's a real story, here's another raw thing, right? Is I felt like I was called to be in ministry for a long time. Um, and I just have to realize that my story is gonna look different than others, right? Um, I had opportunities at other churches. I was at a church before I was at the church that I met you at, right? Um, and I was a worship pastor there and that was all great, right? But I was at another church and I was faithful there for many years. I'm talking like eight years, okay, right? I was young when I came um, to that church and I was faithful there for like eight years, right? Um, and I was on the worship team. I served in youth. I did a lot. Um, and there was talks of me being on staff, but this was a church that like had uh, their their ways of me getting on staff and then you had to go through ministry school and all this stuff and they were willing to pay for it. And I was going to walk through that process. But eventually I just felt like, you know, that um, church wasn't, I wasn't called to that church forever. You know, you just have those things. I was there for eight years. Yeah. And it was just like eight years is, you know, uh, Bible numerology, seven's completion, right? Is perfection completion. Right. Eight is a new beginning, you know, eight is. Right. And it just felt like, okay, it's eight years. It's that time. Um, and so we ended up leaving. Um, but I was 28, maybe 29, whatever. You know, I've been there for a long time and I'm not in ministry yeah. and I'm working normal jobs and I'm miserable because I'm like, I'm yeah. called to do this. And I did a lot of the things at this position um, behind the scenes and picking out sets and chord charts and doing all this stuff, just volunteering. That was like already the position. I had the skill set. I was the best one to do it at the church, you know? And, yeah. uh, but there was still like this thing where I'm like, why is it taking so long? And of course, like, I've always been this person that I don't want to just, take a job to have a, yeah. a job in ministry. I want to be like, right. I'm called to be here. And yeah. if God has ministry and work, this is a full-time thing for me, it'll happen. But I'm called. 
you know, because ministry, you could do it without having making a paper check from the church, right? We know that. So of course, yeah. But so then there's a there's about a year, maybe a year and a half gap that I'm, that we just went to different churches and just you know I served at one and you know nothing really was great. And then this other church comes and that's the church I met you at, you know. And I go there and I just I'm just faithful. I'm just one of the one of the random people that are there, right? Um, that are on the worship team. I tell the story all the time, like I was a fourth guitar player in the back, you know, just some guy back there. Yeah. And eventually I started moving up and I got the opportunity to lead and whatever. A few years later, I become the worship pastor. Amazing, right? But I, I was it was at 31 years old. And I felt like, yeah. I'm. why does it take so long? You know, like, why is this journey? Like, I, I had the skill set when I was 25. You know, I've been in right. ministry. I mean, I've been serving in church with my parents. They had a church and I've been around it for so long that I'm like, what's going on? And I just have to realize that that I can't compare myself to other people. I have to be like, this is the journey I'm on. Now, eight yeah. years later, okay, I'm, I have also been called to be an artist, and I've been an artist before, right? And I've been writing songs, and there's been a journey there. There's been a lot of struggle there, right? And you know it because you know all the things, right? And so yeah. there's been a lot of struggle there financially with support, which is whatever. And that's been something I have to struggle work through. And there's been other people here that in Nashville that also are working through that stuff, right? But right. Um, now I'm older, you know, than I want to be. And I feel like I'm still like, thankfully, like people think I'm younger and that's great. Um, but I'm like, I should be further on. And I think people ex- can expect that too. I think sometimes we feel like we have to live up to people's expectation, uh, expectations of us and where we should be at. And yeah. it's like, again, I'm in obedience to God. Where does he want me to be? You know, so now yeah. I'm, I'm again, I got to be in ministry after years of waiting, right? And after years of being faithful, and I got to be a worship pastor and I did music, you know, as a worship pastor and a creative pastor full time um, for years, right? And it didn't end how I wanted to, right? And again, yeah. it's almost like that, you know, when you're giving that word to that person, it's like, hey, your job is just faithfulness and stewardship. You, you may not be in control of how it ends, right? But you yeah. are in control if you were faithful or not. So now I'm in this place where I'm having to almost be like, okay, God, this is taking a long time, <laughs> but I'm gonna be faithful, and I, I have to do the things I need to do, you know. And there are yeah. just things that I haven't done, and it's and it's you know I I have to steward it well, but I also have to be like, I can't think that I'm past being successful in this arena yet. Yeah, just yeah. because the world even looks at me. And people that right. I know, and I would even call my friends, can look at me and look look down upon because I'm whatever age, right? And yeah. I haven't made it yet, so therefore it doesn't mean I will. That's I don't live right. in that world. So I have to yeah. push past that. It's the it's their expectation. And I think if there's anything, I mean you could probably close close this one out, but before you do that, I think if there's anything that I'm learning and if there's anything that I want anyone listening to take away from this episode is that like the biggest, I think one of the biggest accomplishments in my life at least is that I'm not there yet, obviously. But one of the biggest things that I want to work on and get to is that I want my definition of success to be whether or not I can just enjoy the process and mm. to be faithful in it. And to me, like I, that's how I want to measure whether or not I succeeded or failed. Yes. Not because 
if you look at the fruit of something, right? Like the success, a lot of people look at the fruit is the success. Yes. But I think it's really a miracle that a tree can go from a tiny little seed mm-hmm. to this big giant thing, right? That stands 50, 60, 70 feet t- tall. And then it can bear fruit. And to me, it's like, why don't we cherish the miracle, the success that is this tree growing, as opposed to being like, why I only care about it if it gives me something. You know what I mean? And I want to be the guy who's like, I'm just enjoying the process of growing. And my success is, how well can I enjoy that process? Right. So That's good. that's, That's where I'm at. I mean, that's, and I think that's what we all need. We need to be there, everyone. We all need to be there. So no matter where you're at, like you said, I mean, we, we're creatives and, you know, we have our own kind of definition of what we're looking at for success. But let's be real here. And this is for everybody as I wrap this up, like money is a thing. And we look at money and possessions as a sign. And that's the fruit. Let's be honest, you know, yeah. that's the fruit that we see. And sometimes our measure of success isn't if we're going to be a millionaire or not, or a billionaire or not. That's not a measure of, well, I didn't succeed in life because I didn't hit this mark, you know? But some people now, because of even social media with all these people just, you know, blowing up and being influencers, right? Who really like, you know, I don't want to downplay (laughs) talent and skill or whatever. Um, But, you know, they haven't, stewarded for long if that makes sense in ways right um you know meteoric rise again you know it's one of those things that it's great for them and whatever but it becomes this thing that we say now that's my measure of success it's like in actuality if you it's setting it's it's changing the curve that's what john mayer was saying you know it's changing that that curve and we need to bring it back down to be like our our measure of success is what you said you know enjoying the process and looking at the miracle right and not looking at somebody else's apartment and being like, well, if I don't have this in my apartment, if I don't have this, yeah. right, then then I'm not successful. Because yeah. guess what? You can get those same things and somebody above that apartment has more. Yeah. And it's like it never ends. It, if you live that way, you will never feel like satisfied with your life. You will always, always be, I'm, you know, your measure of success is off. So... I want to yeah. encourage everybody, especially listening to this. I mean, you may not be Christian, but if you are and you believe in the Lord, we have a different measure of success for our life. And the Bible talks about it, right? The Bible talks about store up your treasures in heaven. And that's that's the issue is that we want on this earth because of what we see to store up our treasures here. And God's like, store it in yeah. heaven. Like, what are we doing and how do we how do we store in heaven? Obedience, right? Faithfulness, stewardship, all the things that we've seen pe- people in the Bible do well. So, I want to encourage everybody after listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening all the way through. Um, you know, we we are always going to bring you current topics that we're going through. We may not be talking about political things in the world because we can go there, um, but really, we feel like the best thing to do is actually just talk about what we're going through. You know. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, thank you for supporting, you know, do all the things, like, subscribe, share this, um, share our story, share our reels. You know, if this impacts you actually share it. One of the things that John Mayer talked about too, to end this thing 
is all these bands that he loves and are super influential to him um, that he's never actually posted anything. And they've shaped his life and he's never posted a thing on his yeah. own social media about these bands, but they've been so crucial to his life. I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know, there's there, Dave Matthews and John Mayer. I've posted about John Mayer, but Dave Matthews for me as a guitar player. I mean, the Beatles. I don't, I've never shared anything about the Beatles, you know? Right. But it's like the Beatles yeah. for so many people have been so influential. So if this is influencing you and if this is inspiring you, share this stuff, you know? Like, let it be known. Let that be something that you have the power actually to in, uh, impact other people, you know? So do yeah. that. Like, subscribe, share. Um, check us out on our website, tothethrone.co, all that stuff. So we thank you guys for listening. And as always, as always, thank you for going to the throne with us. Take care. Bam, bam, thank you. Thank you.